And we're rolling. Hi. Can you say hi to everybody? Can you say Merry Christmas? What's up, Rock Church family? Merry Christmas! Here, grab your tambourine, release Navidad. Mm, 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 mm. We want to say Merry Christmas, and it's been a great year for us, and we love you all so much. God bless you for just to come alongside our pastor and really um, Jesus and the Holy Spirit and what God's doing through all of you in this church. It's been great, and we've been so blessed by all of you. So from our hearts, from our house to you, Merry Christmas. Hey, uh, one of our favorite Christmas traditions is to go Christmas tree shopping. We like noble furs because they're noble, so it makes us feel more important. How you doing, Rock Family? Christmas tradition is uh, Christmas Eve service, watch Home Alone, and most of the years when our kids were little, we would let our little dog chew up all the wrapping paper after we <laughs> opened the presents, and he and she would just go crazy, and that was our entertainment. And by the way, we we love having fun at Christmas time. Yeah, I like cutting down Christmas trees and like mm-hmm. in yard. And I like going ice skating. <laughs> you said yard night. <laughs> 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 Merry Christmas! Can you wait? Hi. Well, for my family, it's um, my grandma was born on Christmas Day. So what we do is we go over to her house and we open up gifts, and then we stay till 12 a.m. to wish her happy birthday. So it's a cool tradition. The only problem is I'm getting old and I can't sit until midnight. <laughs> yeah. That's the only problem. None of us can. You like seeing Santa? Santa? I like going ice skating um, on the beach of Coronado. My favorite. I like putting Christmas lights all over our house, but I'm gonna wait till Christmas Eve this year. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're gonna leave them Terrible. all month in like January. Uh, ready for our new tradition? Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Here we go. I always miss this. It's called bottle. Whoa! <laughs> it's really about God becoming flesh and dwelling among us. Christmas, let's all stand up and give Jesus a big hand. Amen. Amen. Give someone a little gentle high five. I know some of y'all got babies in your hand. And give them a hug and have a seat and say hello to someone next to you. God bless you. Come stand with me, my brother. You don't, you don't need to do anything. Just stand right here. You got to feel that velour. How many, y'all, how many of y'all remember velour jackets? My man Marco was smooth. I just wanted to rub on it real quick. You feel, excuse me. You feeling cool? You feeling good right now? Did, was, it your, was it your goal like to be this best dress here tonight? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> I think you made it. Uh, how's everybody doing? Merry Christmas. 
a couple things. Tomorrow and the next day, tomorrow at 4 o'clock, we're going to have a different service, uh, Christmas Eve service. It's kind of like a family type thing. And we're going to do something different tomorrow. And Sunday will be the same one as tomorrow. Bring your friends tomorrow at 4 o'clock or on Christmas Day at noon. Everyone say 4 o'clock. Say Christmas Day is at noon. And we're going to have communion, both those services, and have a great time. Amen? Uh, uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Amen. And and, and what I I would like to, y'all, to give a hand, we have all our pastors here, pastoral support team, staff from all over the campuses, because all our campuses are here today. We have all our campus pastors. But all the other staff are out here in the audience. If y'all can give them a big hand for all this service for all year. Amen. Uh, we fight battles all year. Uh, ministry is a battle, is a war, and we fight wars all year. And it's great to have the family come back at the end of the year to celebrate the most important day of the year. Can I get amen? Um, I, I want In a minute, I'm going to introduce all the pastors, but I wanted to say a prayer and welcome you and tell you what we're going to do today. Every, every pastor is going to introduce his family and talk about their experience in Christmas. And then at the end of the service, we're going to have an altar call as we share the gospel always because this is about Jesus Christ being born from a virgin in a manger, in a stall, in a nasty spot of the house, as we talked about three weeks ago, that he may bring salvation to the world. Amen? And, and I know that some of y'all in here are hurting. Physically, you have cancer, you have broken families and relationships, you're discouraged. And before I even start, I want to pray for you. I want to acknowledge that even though we're having a great time and, and it looks like everybody else is happy with their family, we all carry burdens. Can I get Amen. And we want to acknowledge those burdens and acknowledge that God is bigger than your burden. And that God loves you and he has a plan for your life. And we want to encourage you starting now to begin to surrender that to him. Begin to surrender that to him. We're not here to necessarily have fun. We're here to worship. And worship is a weapon against the devil, against the works of the devil. Amen. Amen. So I, I just want to say a word of prayer and pray for healing in some of your lives and healing your relationships and your body. And at the end, we're going to have an opportunity for you to give your life to Jesus Christ. And we're going to ha- ask you to come right down here as we do every single week. Uh, if you're from another campus, this is, you know, you know the drill. We do the same thing every week. Amen. Matter of fact, before we start, how many people are from San Ysidro? Where's the San Ysidro people? How about East County? How about San Marcos? How about City Heights? Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> How about Point Loma? <laughs> How about you're a visitor and you've never been here before? Amen? Amen? Amen. God bless y'all. Let's give them a big hand. God bless y'all. Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you so much for your goodness. Lord, we pray right now you would touch somebody's body. They may have cancer. They may have a tumor in their brain. There may be a fractured relationship, discouragement, hopelessness. Someone may be here alone. I pray you heal that you restore 
the standard that is in heaven, that thy will would be done in their body as it is in heaven. Holy Spirit, I pray you descend upon them. God, open up heaven and pour your spirit out on this place even now. And as we listen to the stories of the families that people would be ministered to by the simplicity of our lives and the power of God in our families. In Jesus' name, amen. Tell the person next to you, God bless you. Amen. I know Mark was thinking, how did I get up here? So say hello to all the pastors and their wives and families. Can I get amen? I want to first introduce my wife, Debbie. She was uh, actually, if you were here at 10 o'clock service last week, she was here and came up with a microphone and surprised me. You want to say hello? Oh, just hello, everyone. Merry Christmas. <laughs> she, she was praying her mic did not work because she's not want to speak. And my daughter back there, my daughter Kimmy, my middle daughter Kimmy, amen. And for us, as, as we said in the video, um, we have th- three kids. Our kids are all grown now. We have a grandson, so uh, we don't have little kids running around. But uh, when our kids were little, uh, we watched Home Alone. Every I didn't, I didn't know. I couldn't remember what we did because, you know, I just got up and said, get the presents to go. But we watched Home Alone every week, every year. What else did we do? That was about it. We... We, we, we got up, ate, but we, had, we did, I mentioned this thing, we had a dog named Lucy, a little, a little Dotson that was psycho. Uh, we, we, uh, we, we, I trained the dog to be psycho because I had a laser and I would do like this and she would try to catch the laser. And I really didn't realize what it was doing to her brain, but she ended up going a little crazy. But she would, we would, we would give her the presents and she would, we would watch her for half an hour, just eat up all the presents. All the paper, the wrapping paper from the presents, that was our entertainment. Anyway. Thank you very much. To my left, North Carolina. Where's everybody from San Marcos? <laughs> Pastor Jason. Pastor Jason's going to talk about his Christmas then, Christmas now, and introduce his family. What's up, family? How we doing? We good? I'm still like, still trying to like settle down a little bit from that worship. Can we thank our worship pastors for that? That was amazing. This is my amazing wife, Carissa, and our, our lovely daughter, Parker. She's all of 15 months, although she looks like she's about three already because she's tall like Dada. But, um, you know, for me growing up, uh, it was my mom and I, and one of the traditions, she, she, I don't know if she just planned this or if I was just so anxious to open gifts that she'd allow me to open one present on Christmas Eve. That was it, right? It was like a little tease for like what was to come, like the main event. And I always was excited about that. We usually go to like midnight mass, and that was cool because I could stay up late. Can't do that anymore, obviously. Uh, but, uh, you know, it was that excitement. I always got excited for Christmas. I'll be honest, it's because of the gifts. I just really got excited for the gifts. And, you know, at that time, it was the gifts that, that would, that would rust. They would, you would, you'd lose them, right? They'd break by, by New Year's Eve. And, and now, as I've given my life to the Lord, I, I realize that God is the ultimate gift giver. He loves to give gifts to his children. The Bible says that if, if you, Jesus is speaking to us, he says, if you, even though you're evil, know how to give good gifts to your kids, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Right? I mean, that's Matthew seven eleven. It's open 24-7. Whenever you need a freshman, you can go there if you ever need that. <laughs> and it's, it's just amazing to me as I think about, as I look at my family, and, and, and I'm going to steal this from you, Marcus. I feel like the richest man in the world when I, when I look at my family, and I know I don't deserve them. Matter of fact, I, I know that verse is true that God loves to give good gifts to his kids because if you look, I can speak for all the guys up here, if you look at our wives, 
you know that he loves us because we weigh married up. Amen, fellas? Amen, amen, amen. And, and as, a, as a campus this year, it was an amazing year as we uh, saw God continue to bless and he allowed us to move into a new facility, uh, as we can continue to have a, a greater opportunity to bring the gospel to, to North County specifically in the area of San Marcos. So we're, we're so thankful for what God has done this year as I think about that. Pastor, there, there are people here who um, have never been to that campus, but they have family and friends who live there. Can you tell them where it is? Yeah, it's uh, unlike our previous location, it's super easy to find. It is literally right across the street from San Marcos High School, right on San Marcos Boulevard where Discovery hits it. You can't miss it. It's a, it's a beautiful facility. Uh, we've already seen some amazing things happen there in, in the few short weeks that we've been there. This has been such a blessing. Fabulous, fabulous. Honey, do you want to share anything about the gifts? Sure. Uh, so my favorite gifts are the unexpected gifts, the ones that you get are puppies and TVs and we're not getting, we're not getting I have a never actually gotten any of these gifts for Christmas, but I'm sure that they're awesome to get those unexpected gifts. I'm still, I'm still praying for a puppy, but we'll see what happens. Keep praying. Keep okay. praying. Persistence. But, <laughs> Persist- pray with persistence. persistence. I hear it helps. Um, but it, it reminds me of, um, the book of Isaiah, where God talks about and describes how his thoughts are above our thoughts and his ways are above our ways. And that it's those gifts that we don't expect, we don't even think of, we don't fathom to ask God. Those are always the best gifts from God. And uh, one for the Mayer family this last couple of years has been when um, God gave uh, my husband the opportunity to move up to San Marcos and um, to pastor the church up there. And um, it was crazy because we were not thinking of that whatsoever. We had just bought a house in central San Diego. Uh, we thought that we were, you know, planning our roots there, but God had other plans for us. And it has absolutely been the biggest gift, the biggest surprise to us. And um, it has blessed our family. It has grown our marriage. Um, she came in, uh, in San Marcos, and um, it's just been a huge blessing. So those are my favorite, are just the unexpected gifts that we get in Christmas. This is Pastor Marcus Preciado. He's a campus pastor here in Point Loma, and he has his family here and his wife. Yes, I brought my family here. This is my best Christmas gift God's ever given me, my wife, Tracy. <laughs> Say hi, Tracy. Hello, Merry Christmas. That's enough. That's enough of you. <laughs> I got the four kids. I got them at Costco, so I can still return y'all. If y'all don't listen. Diego, slip your hand up with Diego. Yes. A Macy, slip your hand up, mija. I call them my four little half-breeds. Kayla, stick your hand up there. And Marco with the velvet suit. His goal... His goal was like, Dad, do you think I look handsome? I said, yes. He goes, I just want to make sure I look more handsome than Pastor Ricky tonight. <laughs> so he's a, uh, you destroyed him, Marco. You destroyed him. <laughs> and by the way, your son did a great job, and your son did a great job emceeing no young passes. He had a deep voice. Uh, he was faking it. His voice isn't that deep. He was watching some Soul Train before he came, practicing. <laughs> Soul Train DVDs. I don't know that. <laughs> Tell me about Christmas. Christmas for uh, for us was crazy. Uh, yeah, it's, it involves a lot of driving around um, with with the with the four kids. 
my wife instilled the, the secret Santa routine, which makes us not to have to buy a lot of gifts. They buy the gifts for each other. What I, what's funny about it is like they thank each other after they buy the gifts from each other, but it's my money. <laughs> I mean, like, how does that work? But th- that's what we do nowadays, and we have family in town. But as a kid, I was very fortunate because I grew up in a Christian home, and, and my parents uh, taught me early on what Christmas was really about. Plus, they couldn't fool me because when Santa in my house was Mexican, I'm like, no, that don't look like the Hallmark cards. We had to leave out beans and rice at night for Santa. Like, you're not tricking me, Dad. All right. But whether we were in, in Panama or North Carolina or in Santa Barbara, sometimes we had a lot, sometimes we had a little. But what stuck out to me about every Christmas was joy, was joy. Because I knew what Christmas meant. It meant that Jesus loved me. And it meant that I was his son. And my family is full of joy. And I, I love this verse in Galatians chapter 5 where it talks about the fruits of the spirit. You know, a lot of times people think being holy means having a somber face or, or a big Bible or a big tie. And holy just means set apart. When I realize you can be holy and full of joy, like it says, the, the fruits of the spirit are love, joy, and peace. You know, for me, what sticks around and sticks out past miles during Christmas, it's really the tradition of joy because Jesus Christ loves me. The uh, young man who was in the onesie was Pastor Ricky's son. I don't know if you knew that, but that was Pastor Ricky's son, who when he was uh, just about eight years old, he was actually seven, he was sitting over there, and, and he ran up, and I interviewed him at seven. Because his personality was always this big. So, Pastor Ricky, introduce your family. Yes, and his wife, yes. beautiful wife, was up here singing today. You can give a worship, amen. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead, girl. Uh, my name is Ricky, and um, and this is my wife, Nova. I know, I know. Yep, I know what you're thinking, and you're right. She is a lucky girl. Uh, <laughs> this is our baby girl, Shiloh. Shiloh, could you stand up? Shiloh, stand up and say hi to everybody. Yeah, there she is. She is. So, um, wow. There you go. All right. How long are you going to do that for? Oh, we can do it all night. There we go. All right. Yeah. Work it, girl. Right. Work Keep it. Keep it going. Okay. Flick that hair. Flick that yeah, hair. There you go. You can sit down if you want now. Silent, know, whatever. Yeah. Or just stand there. Do whatever you want because you're so cute. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And, and by the way, um, Okay, but by, by the way, um, Marcus and I were talking, and, and she's actually going to marry Marco. We've already decided that. She's really good at waving, by the way. Good job. Uh, and my boy, Elisha, who is, is currently an inch taller than me. But Pastor Miles said that's no big feat. That's what he said. You, okay, she's going to keep she's going. She's taking over the show, man. No one's listening to you. <laughs> so Let anyways, her do what she does. <laughs> what? <laughs> if you can't beat him, Jordan, baby, go ahead. <laughs> so, anyways, we just want to say this. Okay, love you. Love you. Okay, you can go back there and color if you want. You want to do that? Uh, uh, no thanks. Okay. Well, then you just do whatever you want. Hey, babe, whatever you want to do with her. She's your daughter. <laughs> Okay. Marco. These are real kids and not actors. 
my. Um, she wants to be a gymnast. Calm down. All right. Jeez. Oh. Here we go. Oh, gosh. All right. I, I might have to vi- take a visit to that house. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> you know what? This is, uh, for, for me, this is, uh, this is really, really fun because family, for me growing up, wasn't fun. It wasn't fun. It was, it was actually quite, quite miserable. And, you know, and I, I didn't grow up in the church, and, I, you know, I heard about all this this baby, and I saw these, you know, these, these people that looked like they were from the Middle East with the baby, and to be honest with you, I thought, well, maybe that baby grows up to be Santa Claus, you know, I mean, I, I didn't know the whole, the whole gospel story until it started to unfold later, and uh, in my life, and I got saved when I was 19, I, I, I remember going to a church service and hearing this, uh, this pastor when I was a teenager, he read uh, this out of uh, Isaiah 9, through six, he said there was a, a prophet who just had this amazing encounter with God, and you know, in Isaiah chapter six, the the prophet has this face to face with God, and he just feels ruined, and then he's affirmed by God, and he's commissioned by God, and then just a couple chapters later, uh, he gets this insight from God, and he and he writes this: "For unto us a child is born, and unto us." A son is given and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Uh, that, that would have been, can you imagine if God said this is happening and then you die and it goes to the next generation and the next generation and, you know, and, and then here we are a couple thousand years later before that actually came to fruition. So you can imagine when that finally came to fruition, the generations that heard about this would have been beside themselves. You know, that was when I experienced Jesus for the very first time ever in my life. It's affiliated with Christmas. I was beside myself. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Uh, and, and, and that whole understanding of, of authentic, this isn't just, uh, you know, uh, I, I never got Christmas. I never got it. I mean, like, honestly, if I had a girlfriend during Christmas time, I'd break up with her because I didn't want to spend any money. Yeah, and then people got all mushy and, they, you know, they, you know, and, and I finally understood what Christians were all like, uh, you know, all crazy about. It was that. It was that. My wife got to grow up in a little different environment. Yeah, I grew up in a Christian home. And, you know, I think some of the things that I learned from growing up in an environment where we were taught the love of Jesus, I, uh, my mom is, I would say she's one of the most powerful little prayer warriors that I know. And uh, I watched her extend uh, our family to other families that didn't have anywhere to go. And um, if, we if we didn't stay at home, often our family would actually travel because we were turkey farmers. I'm a farm girl. Who knew? And I grew up, uh, you know, on this turkey farm. So all summer long, we would work really, really hard. And in the winter, we would, we would often travel for Christmas. But no matter where we went, we'd go to these different hotels. We would meet people. And I would watch my parents just say, whoever, come eat with us at this restaurant. And I, I watched them really extend the love of God to people. They loved strangers. And, and they grew um, into just you know, family, these strangers. So uh, that's something that's very rich for our family. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> where's our, where's our uh, Roxanne Cedro family out here? Where's Roxanne Cedro? Yeah. They're here. They're here. Pass, we told pass. them we were going to have tamales. So they, all, 
They all rolled out. <laughs> Pastor Travis, tell us about Christmas. Yeah, good to see you, Pastor. Then and now, uh, you're looking good with your bow tie? My little bow tie. Well, you know what happened is Pastor Marcus sent a text and said, hey, how are we all going to look? And he measured. He said, let's, let's go, you know, one out of ten. Let's go seven looking good. And I went, so you went this 11. is my seven, but you he went, went presidential. He went presidential. Oh, okay, okay. He's trying to get voted for something. But, uh, that's but anyway. Your, that's your seven? You know, my seven. Okay, I got you. I'm just saying. I feel you. I got the jacket in the back. That's okay. The seven-ish, 7.5. But, uh, what's up, family? Merry Christmas. Good to see everybody. Uh, it's good to see family, extended family. As you guys know, we're one church, five locations, but it's good to to come back and feel like we're home with everybody. So good to see you. My name's Travis. I'm the campus pastor at Rock Church San Isidro. So come, come hang out with us. If you get lost south of the eight, just keep going. You'll eventually find us. We'll be there on Sundays. But uh, this is my beautiful wife, Vanessa. Uh, baby, you want to introduce yourself? You want to say something? We got the booger bandit here. She's getting over a cold. But Hello. My name's Vanessa Gibson, and this is our beautiful daughter, Anaya. Uh, she just turned one. So say hi, Mama. Can you wait? <laughs> she can eat the microphone. Yeah, so we, we're, uh, we're, we're blessed to be a part of this church, blessed to, to serve with Pastor Miles and, and these guys up here. Um, and can it's, I say it's something a- about this guy before, right before you start? We just had Toys for Joy two weeks ago. They have about 1,100 people every Sunday at San Isidro High School um, in, ter- in church. They had 1,200 volunteers or team members at San Isidro at Toys for Joy. Amen. That's amazing. That's amazing. And that, that's leadership. That's your leadership. That's it. That's it. I appreciate that, Pastor. Thank you for, for that uh, acknowledgement. And we had a, a great you. team. And, and, and uh, that's really kind of, uh, it's family is what it is. And yeah, Mama, that's it. She's waiting until I. Ah, mm-hmm. that's my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. She's eating some puffs, but we, uh, this is her really second Christmas, but first Christmas is, uh, in a little toddler, but growing up for, for us and for my family, we had everybody that would gather and we had people different places, different cities and really different religions as well. But it was that one time of the year where we would come together, uh, eat food. We would eat tamales, everybody, we would, we would get down on them and we would have presents. But I think the one thing that was when my wife and I were reflecting on this, we were talking, it wasn't enough to keep us close. There weren't enough presents to keep us tight. There weren't enough, uh, wasn't enough food to keep us there. And so as we now have our own family together, I think the word, as we're all just thinking on the word, was really that now I, I realize it's about hope. That's what kind of holds us together. And so often I think as, as a culture, we take Christmas and the season and Jesus and we kind of divide it. Like there's a, there's a separation between the secular and the sacred. That's what I'm talking about, right? And like there, there's, there's food, there's fellowship, there's dinner, and that's just all fun. And then Jesus stays right here in church. But I think now we've come to realize, man, Jesus is the center. It has to be the center of all that. And, uh, and Pastor Ricky stole my verse. It's, um, I'm just, just calling you out, brother. Merry Christmas. But you guys know when you're about to pray and you're in a circle and you're thinking about what you're going to pray and everybody else stole your prayer before it comes to you? That's what just happened right now. So I'm just letting you know, man. But I got, it was Isaiah 9. That was, that was the passage, right? 
Isaiah 9, 6. And I'll just, I'll just remind you what it says again. It says, uh, uh, for unto us a child is born, a son is given, and the government will be on our, his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. And so we know that the hope of Jesus uh, allows us to go, Lord, you are the Prince of Peace. Uh, there isn't enough food to give us peace, comfort to give us peace, but Jesus, you got to be the center of all things. And so Rock Church, I want you to hear this. This year, we're making it about Jesus. It's always only about Jesus. Amen. Amen. And if you're sitting there going, man, I, 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 they're having all those kids up there. This, is, this was planned that we'd have these kids up here and that they would do what they do. Did we coordinate this? We're, we're, we're coordinated. Pastor Micah, Pastor Micah, City Heights. We're City Heights. City Heights. Why are your people so loud? Man, City. I think I promised. <laughs> I think I promised some free gingerbread or something like that. I'm sorry, guys. I thought there were cookies out here. I'm sorry. Thanks for hanging out. I did say free gingerbread. I, that was my fault. My bad. I repent. Do a couple of hail marys or something. Um, wow, Christmas, Christmas. Your family, your family. Yeah, yeah. Chris, yeah. Christmas oh, my is. Chris, Merry Christmas, by the way. Yeah, Merry Christmas, by the way. No waving. Yeah, yeah. A little bit waving. My lovely wife of 15 years, of 15 years, just celebrated 15 years on the 15th. And I, I always say this, man, it was, I'm, I'm married 15 years, 13 and a half wonderful years. 18 months in the middle, boy, it was rough. I'm just saying. It was rough, but God heals marriages, y'all. I'm telling you. God heals marriages. I'm telling you. I'm a living witness. Come on, somebody. Anyway, we have Angela. You can wave now, Angela. She'll be eight next month. We have James, nine years old. We got David, 10 years old. And Micah Jr., 11 years old. Uh, Pastor Micah Jr. <laughs> yeah. Pastor in training, boy, I tell Pastor. you, that guy. Micah's on one. But yeah, um, you want to say that about the kids or you got the mic? Give a word, girl. Give a word. Give a word. Give a word. Watch well, out. hello, Watch everybody. Out. I just want to say Merry Christmas. It is so exciting to be here with you. You are our family. So Merry Christmas. Miss Didi, do you have a word from the Lord? Okay. <laughs> Pastor Miles is trying to get me to, to, to preach here, but I, I'm not going to get too crazy, Pastor. But um, I did have something on my heart. And... Uh, <laughs> well, you know, at Christmas time, we can't just... Uh, not recognize that we're going into a brand new year. And I can't even believe it's going to be 2017. And at this time of the year, I hope that you're thinking over what 2016 looked like and looking forward to the new year and what God is going to do. And today I was just reminded again of uh, how important it is to pray, that our prayer life is so, so vital You know, Jesus prayed all night long 
everywhere, there's several times in the gospel where it says Jesus was, was gone away praying all night. He sent the disciples out and he prayed and he waited. He waited on the Lord and he got a word from God. And so I would just implore all of us to get deeper with the Lord in our prayer time this coming year. My mother-in-law raised six children on 47th and Logan. My beautiful husband um, is one of six children who never got into gangs, never did drugs, never went to jail. And I asked my mother-in-law, you know, what, do you, what, what is your secret sauce? And she said, I was praying. I was on my knees praying. And you won't be able to say, I prayed my children through unless you pray now. And so I have four children and I've taken that to heart to pray for my family and to pray for what God wants to do in my life and in our church. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Well, yeah, she was saying about 47th Street, man, it was rough. I'm telling you, never went to jail, but boy, I could have went. Boy, I tell you, thank God for my mom's prayers. Um, real quick, we, we had a crazy, crazy time coming up. A bunch of musicians, eight of us musicians in the house. And uh, we didn't do a whole lot of Christian Christmas songs. Uh, my, my dad and my mom, we, they had an old stereo system. I'm, I'm a, you know, 70s and 80s kid, and we had a, if you're under 30, a stereo system, they had records made of vinyl, and they spun around in circles. And, and sometimes they would skip, <laughs> right? So we, it'd be, we had, a, you know, playing a Christmas song, uh, you know, what's the name of that song? It doesn't any song, pick a, just pick a song. Four calling birds, three French, three French, three French. <laughs> right? And then you bump it, boom. Two turtle doves and a partridge. Like, yeah, Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah. But, but it, we just, it was part of the fun. The record player messing up, you know, malfunctioning and stuff. And um, we learned about the baby in the manger. But now, as an adult, and what we teach our children is Christmas is, is indeed about a gift, gift from heaven. However, there's a whole bunch of other things happening in there. And the obedience of Christ, Philippians 2 say he obeyed, he was obedient. He left heaven equal with God, came to the earth that he created. He was so focused, left heaven, came to the, the ghetto, let's keep it real, you know, if that would have been me, I'm like, you know what? Okay. Okay, Father, you want me to do what now? All right. Let me see. Let me see. Heaven or the hood? Okay. A nice, fluffy, plush throne, a stanky manger. I'm just saying, you know. It's, that's, it's just, I don't know. But he did it. And then he obeyed even to the death of the cross for us. Christmas is about obedience. So I want to encourage everybody. We want to sing still or no? We don't have to. We want to? Wouldn't you love to hear his family lead us in a song? So can, all, can, you, bring, hey. can you bring the, the yeah. your family? Kids, over? come on, kids. And we're all going to sing. And it won't be the 12 days of Christmas. I promise you that. Hey, can we... We haven't, I mean, we have, we're not really rehearsed. It's just, we're just having fun. So, and as a matter of fact, why don't you guys stand if you would? So you won't fall asleep. Just stand. 
call this thing check, too. Check. Oh, we're good. We're good. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Very simple song. Silent Night. How about that? Check. 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 Hallelujah. Whatever you want to do. Okay. Silent night. Holy There you go. There you go. There you go. You may be seated. You, you may, may be, be seated. seated. Anyway. Say, so whatever God is calling you to do, I encourage you, please do it. Be obedient. Be obedient. He's talking to you right now. Be obedient. God bless you. Amen. Uh, I grew up with five, uh, two brothers and two sisters, five kids. My mom is sitting here in the front row. Uh, amen, mom. How you doing, mom? We're going. And my mother and father, my mother was a nurse in uh, middle schools, uh, mostly when I was a kid. My father was a police officer. Uh, we had a three-bedroom house, and seven of us lived in the house. And Christmas, to me, was having an anticipation that when I woke up, I was going to have something I wanted. It was about hope. And I would go to sleep. I remember trying to force myself to sleep so I could wake up. Because, you know, when you sleep, you wake up real quick. And uh, at least it appears like it goes by quick. And as soon as I woke up, 5, 4 o'clock in the morning, we ran downstairs with this anticipation. Anticipated desire is a definition of hope. And when people hear the gospel and they hear about the gospel, you have this anticipated desire that God is the answer for what you've been looking for. And I just want to read something to you. And it's not Isaiah verse, but... uh I don't want you guys to say that you stole my verse. <laughs> I'm sure you. Matthew, Matthew 118. Uh, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was engaged to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. While he thought about these things, behold, names of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name, for he will save his people from their sins. And all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken through the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. 700 years before, they made this prophecy, and for 700 years, they wondered, is it ever really going to happen? Uh, it happened. Jesus was born of a virgin. He lived 33 years. He walked on water. He raised the dead. He cast out demons. He spoke to the weather. He raised dead people. 
And then he, before he died, he says, I'm going to die for your sin and then I'm going to rise from dead in three days. You can put me in a tomb, put your soldiers in front of the tomb. I'm still going to get up and ain't nothing you can do about it. And that's exactly what happened. And when he rose from the dead, he proved that he was truly God and that not even death can hold him down. And the Bible says that he was the first fruits of those from the dead. So that means he was the first one. That means that his rising from the dead was a deposit on you rising from the dead if by faith you trust him. And so in a minute, we're going to give you an opportunity to give your life to Christ. That Christmas will be more than just a holiday where you come to a service or, or buy a gift or get somebody to kiss you underneath a mistletoe. Uh, and sometimes it's not a mistletoe, they're just stealing a kiss from you. <laughs> but today is the day that we celebrate the birth of our Savior. And he is only your Savior if you give your life to him. And so in a minute, I'm going to ask you to bow your heads. In a minute, I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes. And you're going to have an opportunity to say, Jesus Christ, I believe in my heart that you really were born of a virgin, that you really did live, die, and rise from the dead for my sin, and that you really are seated at the right hand of the Father. And I want to give my life to you because I want to have a new life. When Jesus was born in the manger, he brought life into the nastiest part of that house. He also brought worship into the nasty part of the house. He wants to bring life and worship into the nastiest part of your life, the darkest part of your life. That's what he wants to do. If he wanted to hurt you and ruin your life, he doesn't need your permission to do that. He can just do it. But he's waiting for you to invite him into your life. So I'm going to ask everybody to bow your heads and close your eyes and, and just listen very carefully and think about your life. Your Christmases will come and go. And it will be a shame for you to die without Jesus in your life. And God's to say, you celebrated my son's birth every year, but you did it selfishly for what you can get. Toys and presents and parties. But you missed the whole point. I sent my son to die on the cross to be the savior of the world. But it does you no good unless you receive him as your savior. So in a minute, we're going to pray. And if you would like to ask Jesus to be your savior, I'm just going to ask you to repeat a simple prayer of admitting your sin and asking him to forgive you and to fill you with the spirit of God. So in the privacy of your heart, if you would like to ask Jesus to be your savior, you want to take your relationship with him way past religion and church services and you want to move into the relationship stage the Bible calls it being born again where God becomes your daddy so if you would like to ask him to be your savior in the privacy of your heart pray this prayer with me by faith pray dear God I believe you love me I believe you know who I am you know my pain my emptiness you know how long I've been fighting you striving for happiness but I believe you love me I believe that you died on the cross for me and that you rose from the dead Jesus please forgive me of my sin Please fill me with the Spirit of God. 
I want to be born all over again. I surrender my life to you. Thank you.